Welcome to the Keenan Yoga Podcast and today I thought I'd give you a little preamble, something slightly different about what we've been doing. So, and I thought it's kind of nice because other people do it um, and I've never usually done it. So here we go. We'll start to do a few of these just in case you're interested. Eh? Otherwise, skip it. We've just been in India in Dora Purple Valley Yoga. Um, we've done, done a retreat there. It was a two week retreat and uh, yeah, it was really, um, it was really kind of um unique in in the, the the degree that i think it affected me realizing the com- kind of community that we've built up uh the connections between between individuals in person because i teach online every day but it's not the same still as, as connecting with people in person and seeing a lot of those people from online come in person as well was was just incre- incredible um so yeah i felt it was really a you know a, a special retreat and it's a special retreat center you may or may not know that Teresa, my wife and me met there in fact she employed me as the cook um almost 20 years ago um i came to cook and obviously to to experience different yoga teachers that will be teaching there and uh well, the rest is history so it has a special place in our hearts purple valley um we run it together after after we got together um and uh, yeah we, we loved it there so it was nice to return and even some of the staff are still there um, the place is looking great um it's just a, a really special retreat center but i think it's easy for ashtanga to to become a kind of dogma because there is this kind of uh one a kind of one view mentality and it, you know, it doesn't need to be that way you know i think it can be much 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 fresher and more nuanced if we involve all different perspectives uh whatever we're doing anyway um but we're back in bali now um it's been our on and off home in asia when we're in asia so when we're not traveling and teaching in europe we're we're kind of around this these parts and um we'll be going to uh, a few destinations around here so it's nice to have a little bit of time and a place to come back to and uh yeah so we we chose bali it's very very uh, pleasant to be in um we haven't taught here and we probably we're not planning to teach here although a lot of people ask um i teach online every day but not in person from bali uh maybe in the future um just due to uh work permits that are necessary and wanting to be official um anyway so we're here in bali um we'll be here for another month um just kind of um taking stock and and you know i mean i love to I love to keep working and keep active. I don't see it as work, really. Um, you know, so I'll be teaching online every day and then different projects. I'm trying to write. I'm always trying to write something. And these, these days, I'm trying to write a book on the Bhagavad Gita. Well, it's like a short, easy explainer, but that's not, um, it's not ending up so short nor so easy <laughs> on my part. Anyway, it's hard to make things simple and clear, right? It's easy to make things complicated. Anyways, I'm trying to write that and, you know, it's, it's, sometimes I think it's going well and sometimes I think it's, don't, it's not going well and, I'm, you know, but I'm trying to write something, you know, I always feel like there's, there's a longer form thing in me and everyone always says, oh, you should write a book or something and uh, just turn your posts into a book. But for some reason, I kind of struggle with that. Um, I haven't kind of managed to do that yet. I start looking at the post again and I don't know which ones to pick. So if anyone fancies being an editor and helping with that process um yeah i would love that you know uh picking the posts then uh, maybe a little editorial on them and, and putting them into kind of that's another project you know a yoga yoga 365 a kind of uh, you know all these different um posts making up a uh, 365 days of the year or something like that i don't know it's a, bit, it's a bit tacky isn't it anyway so we're here for a month and i'm just well i'm teaching online and mucking around you <laughs> might say with all these different projects that i'm trying to do um, you know, we'll be going to thailand to t- teach uh, a week um in samahita it's uh, a beautiful yoga center in koh samui uh, so if you fancy that it's on the last minute it's in february end of february and uh, just a beautiful place uh, on the beach 
uh, and a spa center as well. So it's got all these different spas available, and uh, yeah, just um, you know, quite a quite a luxury uh, a retreat center, let's say. Um, and you know, that'll be fantastic. Uh, we've already got a good group coming to that one, so I'd love to see you there. Um, and uh, hopefully, at that time, I know that Richard Freeman and Mary Taylor will be there around those parts as well, uh, teaching in uh, in the same center. Uh, I think after, so I'll be trying to meet up and do something kind of in person with them some kind of recording or something fun um yeah and then after thailand um it's really back to europe so we'll have a, a few weeks in bali again perhaps and then um heading back to europe to start the uh the, the workshop i don't like to call it tour really that sounds a little bit um, pretentious but you know the, the workshops we've got in europe are are numerous and uh, and will take us to christmas from uh, end of april we start in bucharest in romania and then um yeah we've got loads of places uh austria um, Tenerife, um, these are just completely off, off the top of my head, really. Germany, um, many, <laughs> France, south of France, uh, uh, Netherlands. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, um, I, we're pretty booked up, but, but next year's available. So, again, if you, if you fancy uh, me coming along to your studio or, or, or working with you, then uh, just let me know and it might make it, might be possible. So, anyway, that's a long enough preamble. Um, I hope you like the podcast podcast today and i just wanted to uh, start to be a little bit more familiar with you and uh, and give you updates on on what we're doing as well here because uh you know try not to speak so much in the podcast these days so i thought maybe you might be might be interested to see what we're doing as well behind the scenes anyway enjoy the podcast <laughs> thanks for listening bye for now hello welcome to the kiran yoga podcast you've got me today so tune out if you don't want to hear me otherwise i thought to intersperse the guest podcast with just a few ideas on my of my own uh from talking to all these people you know certain topics come up again and again and also in my life and in my practice and my teachings right so today we're going to be talking about the challenges that face the modern yoga teacher well yoga teacher in the first place is kind of a modern idea right so we can perhaps we can start there that you know originally you weren't doing this for money and that that made things somewhat easier. When I started, we didn't usually had a job and you taught it on the side. And then the pressures of making money were a lot less because no one expected to make money out of it, right? Only a few teachers made money and I was a cook. I worked as a cook. Um, and then I taught a few yoga teach, uh, teachers. <laughs> I didn't teach teachers straight away. I taught a few yoga classes in the evening and uh, didn't really expect them to make money, although they were really successful because so at that time if you taught yoga you generally had four classes because there wasn't much around it was like a choice of you did a yoga or then you maybe you did martial arts or tai chi tai chi was the other really the the contender either you did yoga or meditation or tai chi you know um so there wasn't so you know gym wasn't so big then you know um all the stars of yoga obviously didn't exist back in back in my day million years ago like you know 20 20 years ago let's say i started teaching in when was it? Um, probably 2002 or something like that, you know. Um, and it was serendipitous, like I just started teaching, as you did at the time. Started teaching friends, you know, friends and family. And it was easy because, you know, they were just curious, you know. And no one had other yoga instructions, so you didn't have to battle against other people's opinions and um, what they'd heard already and all the all the teaching they'd already, already received, you know. It was, it was an easier, easier time. And as I said, as soon as you started teaching classes, they were often busy because there wasn't so much choice around, right? Um, anyway, so, yeah, the modern yoga teacher is a very different phenomenon because, first of all, you know, many people are doing this for a career now. They're trying to make a living out of it. And that, you know, that puts us in a compromised situation because we need numbers. You know, we need numbers to make a living. And 
numbers often mean taking things down to the lowest common denominator or you know trying to make a kind of populist message which is an easy message and, and yoga yoga is not really meant to be easy right it's meant to be challenging and that's kind of difficult to to bring that challenge to also trying to keep people in the classes right because you you know in the end of the day you need to to make that money so it's difficult we're in a, we're in a difficult situation and it doesn't you know it's not helped by the fact that Often we've really got no mentorship around us. We, you know, we just thrived and never did a TT, right? But you know, we're thrown in the deep end. I was thrown in the deep end we, without even a TT. But even if you've got one, you're kind of thrown in without any other kind of uh, support or, or option for you know any kind of network or, or contact or um, sharing in the community. You're just dropped in the deep end, right? And you can't usually be friends with. You are the teachers or, you know, sometimes it's a case that you can. Some people tell me that they are friends with their other teachers, but often it's not. In the Ashtanga world, there's a lot of competition, sadly, amongst teachers. and um, So there's often not the case you're friends with your your, uh, your colleagues and then you're not friends with the student. Or in my mind, generally, you probably shouldn't be. Whenever I've made friends with my students, I've usually then not been my students anymore. That's that's a, you know, that's the way I see it. It's better to to have that friendship part out of the yoga teaching equation because you know sometimes you have to do you know you have to do difficult things you have to you have to not make demands but you know um, challenge uh, you know it's to some degree um you know your students expectations and what they want and that the whole being friends with the student can can make the it can make the relationship kind of difficult you know uh, confused uh, compromised even so you know, and not least for the other people in the class who all then also think, well, he's kind of friends with those people and not me. And, you know, it's better in my mind to keep the two things separate and remain fairly impartial. You know, it doesn't mean you can't be friendly, but not actively personally friends. Yeah. Anyways, so you don't have friends, you know, and you're quite on your own often with your head stuck up above the parapet, as we say, above the ramparts, because you're teaching to all these people you don't even know. You know, there are classes and classes of people that just walk off the street potentially. You don't, you know, you don't have a relationship with them, and uh, that's scary. You know, it's you know to stand up every day and do that. It takes confidence. You know, and there's not many many teachers that have someone to talk to and share things with and ask questions with, and you know, just a sense of someone having their back. You know, and then you have to often perform for the yoga center that they've they've hired you in to teach blah blah X Y class. You know. And you feel like, well, they, they're demanding a certain way of teaching or uh, certain numbers, at least. Um, so you feel, you know, you're pressure. There's pressure there. Or, or you do it on your own. You're, you're teaching for yourself. But there's also pressure because, you know, often, you know, not only do you want people in your class, because also other students like other people in the class. So it's kind of it's kind of not ideal when one or two people turn up and there's no there's no kind of kind of vibe in the class, let's say, you, you know, it. The, the practice of yoga in a group takes a group. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the trouble is that when you haven't got a group and then people come, they often don't stay because there's not a group. So it's like we call a catch-22 situation that, you know, getting that group up almost takes a group that people come and they get that vibe and they get that energy and they're like, wow, there's a great group here. But if you've got a small group, it's hard to build a bigger group. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there's many difficulties. And, as I, you know, as I said to repeat, the prime difficulty I feel is that you're quite on your own, you know, and the lifestyle doesn't help. You know, if you're committed to a yoga lifestyle, that usually means practicing early in the morning. It means not going out late at night and partying and drinking and stuff that will compromise your yoga practice, perhaps sticking to a 
reasonable diet that might be compromised by a different lifestyle. You know, it it it, it, it doesn't necessarily go with the the daily life of many people. So you feel like you're also a little bit ostracized from friendship groups sometimes. That the friendship group kind of drifts away as you get into yoga and they think you're weird and not drinking and not wanting to go out so much and wanting to go to bed earlier. You know, all that stuff we know by now, but it, it can make you feel a little bit isolated along with the fact that in your classes, you're just one person in front of many people or in front of a few people, but nevertheless feeling like you're know, a bit on your own with no one else to back you up here or ask questions to when things don't go right, you know? And then you throw into the mix that, well, these days, everyone's got an opinion on yoga, right? It's not like when I started when they were just happy to learn anything about yoga. These days, everyone's had other teachers and they've heard other instructions, probably contrary to your own instructions. And so therefore, that's difficult. You know, you're battling against other people, you know, being told different things. And then they say, well, why should I do that? So-and-so told me this. And, you know, and that's hard, you know, constantly battling against that. And you start to also lose the confidence in what you think. You know, it's like, well, maybe... Yeah, maybe do it that way then, if that feels better, because they'll say, well, that feels better for me, or that, you know, this person showed me this, and there's like, and then it's like, well, what do you do? You don't want to say, well, no, do it my way, but on the other hand, if you just say, oh, yeah, do it whatever way you fancy, well, then your role of a teacher is a little bit of a waste of time, so, so that's tough, you know, because these days, everyone's received probably quite a lot of instruction by the time they've come to your door, and then, you know, how do you relate to that without just stamping on it and saying, well, do it my way and being dogmatic, you know, being open, but not being a pushover either. Yeah, because we want to feel like we're teaching a certain thing that, that we believe in, right? our style that we believe in. And we, we want, you know, people to try our style, you know, like otherwise, what's the point in coming, you know, but on the other hand, you know, we want to be, be overly assertive and, and rigid either. That's not a pleasant um, quality in a teacher, right? So, yeah, that's tough. Um, and you know, we always have problem individuals in the class now and again as well. And, you know, people that want to do handstands or people that want to do, you know, this or that in the class. And then how do we deal with that, you know? And so, that you know, the, even the class environment can be stressful, not least because the class environment these days is mixed. It's so mixed. And, you know, if you're teaching a general class, which most people are, you're teaching a huge level of abilities, bodies, uh, different backgrounds in terms of injuries and uh, what's going on in their lives. And how can you possibly suit a class to all these people you can't you just can't so then it's like we well, are kind of teaching a class for kind of everyone but kind of nobody at the same time or you know when you're trying to teach thoroughly and you've got beginners in the class as usually if you're doing a mixed level class even if it says like level two or level three you still tend to have beginners in the in the end right they just walk in and you know the person on reception just lets them in anyway or you know and so then you've got these beginners potentially and then you've got advanced students that might come to your class regularly and what do you do you know you teach thoroughly to the beginner or do you teach to your regular students, right? You can't win there, really, you know. An all-levels class demands a kind of all-levels teaching, which is either really kind of a teaching of very watered down or a teaching of kind of nothing at all. It's kind of impossible, right? Um, so that's really hard, the way that yoga, the modern yoga class is structured, yeah? It's, it doesn't, doesn't um, really allow... A proper teaching unless you're trying to just you know kind of be as popular as you can and put you know whatever you can to keep the people in which is you know doesn't feel good either you know if you're trying to do a good job 
you're compromised, um, especially if you're teaching Ashtanga, because Ashtanga, you know, is, is this traditional form, let's say, that, that has certain kind of um, methodology around it and things you do and things you don't do. And it's quite careful. It's quite precise. It's quite particular. So, well, how do you do that? And whilst not being too too rigid to people as well or, or which do you do first teach them the rules or just get them involved and excited in the dynamism of the method or are you particular in teaching them the tradition as it should be right so you, you feel like this this these kind of different conflicts in you um and, and that's tough as well and, and it's tough as well because how do you keep it fresh i mean if you're teaching ashtanga you've got this very limited color palette in terms of what you're teaching and most of the time you're probably teaching a roughly a half primary series and then it's like well how do you make that fresh every time people are coming week in week out and you know will you teach them the same thing every time and expect them to stay right you know so what do you do there you know and there are answers um you know <laughs> and i try i do try and give potential answers um often i hope in my posts and i'm writing a post on this right now and, and you know and one answer for that for example is that you know i vary it one at one time i'll emphasize one aspect of the series and one time i'll emphasize another aspect of the series so i'll still teach the thing in the order in the order it's meant to be maybe one or two difficult postures that aren't relevant for most people left out but i'll stay longer in certain things like at one point we'll focus on one class on twists say then i'll stay longer in those positions and then we'll not spend so much time focusing on other positions right so you, you, know, you whilst keeping the sequence you can pick things to focus on each time yeah, or at certain points you could do a half primary, for example, in exactly the you know, the way it's done in Mysore. At other points you could do a full primary with the hard ones left out. At other points you could do a half primary, roughly speaking, with some of intermediate backbends, the early intermediate backbends. So you can do different things. At one point you could just say, look, today we're going to focus um, exclusively on standing postures, and then you know the closing sequence. You know, so you do try. I think it's helpful to try and make it different. Um, and I think you have to have a lot of confidence, though, as a teacher to teach the class you want to teach, especially when you've got people chomping at the bit for a full primary series. They're, they're the more advanced students that come for their workout every week and they want to get their workout. Then you've got people in the room who haven't got the foggiest idea of the sequence whatsoever. And it's tough. I can't deny it's tough. And then there are ways to do it. And I've mentioned before, structuring a room in a certain way that it makes more sense and you're easier You've got easier access to the people that you need to teach the most, i.e. the beginners and the people at the back. They can start getting on and doing their, their own thing a bit more because the beginners don't see them, so they're not tempted to start doing that as well. Um, you know, but nevertheless, you've got challenges there, right? And the challenge is, again, do you teach well or do you try and be popular? And it's not that, it's not that extreme in terms of a bipolar approach right one or the other but you know there is a little bit of that you know teaching well means being thorough you know teaching appropriately to the people in front of you and teaching popularly means just giving people what they want and often giving people what they want unfortunately in this especially in this day and age is giving people more stimulation you know if you give people a you know and look at the popularity of certain yoga styles or certain takes on vinyasa with all the arm balances and the handstands and all that stuff that most people probably shouldn't be doing at least walking off the street you know without a little bit of training at least they shouldn't be doing these movements but you know me included you're excited one is excited i was excited by doing all these kind of you know different movements the handstands especially i think are attractive right because they symbolize some level of ability and strength and uh 
yeah, uh, they're different. They're different. You're on your hands, obviously. Um, so, you know, it's tempting to put this stuff in to kind of keep people. And I think that's a slippery slope, though, because then you feel like you're kind of lacking integrity now to your ultimate message or to what you practice, you know. And, yeah, it's tough because one is making uh, money out of this these days. And so you're kind of compromised between making money and wanting to teach yoga authentically in the way you see it. Um, and then, you know, then arises, if it hasn't done already, this imposter feeling that you're not really, you know, you're not really what you're saying you are and uh, you shouldn't really be qualified to doing it. And this can lead people to trying to be the best in their own practice and pushing themselves too far to be the most adept to asanas, to be better than their students, right? Yeah. Otherwise, they feel like they're not really uh, qualified to stand up at the front of the class, right? Because they're basing it on their own physical ability and practice. Right? They've got students better than them. And all this is a bit of a shame, really, you know. Um, I don't think it needs to be that way, right? I don't think you have to be the best at asana to be the best teacher, right? Um, and I don't think you need to even wear yourself out demonstrating in, in, in 12 classes or 20 classes a week all the postures as people worry about, you know. They have, they're so tired and demonstrating. I don't think you even need to do that. A skillful teacher doesn't need to hardly demonstrate the postures at all these days. You know, So there are ways and means to make your life easier, but nevertheless, accepting the challenges are there is perhaps, perhaps very sensible because, you know, it is hard. And I think that to that end, you know, we could do with having a support system in place, at least someone to talk to, someone to share with, and better still, a mentor or a community of people that you feel are, you know, maybe teachers and, you know, people that you resonate with that, you know, are kind of doing the same-ish things as you that, that can share their knowledge and support you. And uh, especially one person who you pick as a mentor who you can ask questions to and, and you believe in their answers. You feel that they they have the style or approach that, that you want to also convey. You know, they're, they're your teacher or your mentor, right? That's really helpful. And it really helped me to, to have one person, not a load of different teachers that I say, oh, I like this this person's teaching for this, and I like this person's teaching for that. But but one teacher, I really say, okay, I want to follow the way that they approach it all together in entirety. That's helpful, you know. So, yeah, I think, you know, to acknowledge these difficulties is very helpful. But on the other hand, we have to acknowledge also that how exponentially invaluable, you know, that yoga is for people, you know. Um, you know, life-saving potentially for some people. So... I think try to keep that in the forefront of your mind as well. When you're tired, when you've been teaching a morning, I used to teach a morning class that started at 6 a.m. in Mysore. Then I'd find myself at a yoga center teaching a 7 p.m. lead class, you know, like 13 hours difference. You know, and it's tiring and you feel like people are treating you like a, cons uh, you know, like they're just consuming the class. You know, they don't care about the instruction necessarily. They don't care who the teacher is. You know, they're just taking the class and trying to get a workout. All this can go through your head, you know. And some of it's true. A lot of it can be true. But then there's always going to be people in there who are just getting so much out of being in your class, you know, so much out of the yoga practice. And finally, it's not about you even, you know. So don't make it all about you. You're conveying what you love, what's helped you, the yoga and the practice that's helped you so much. Just think about that. I could have never stood up in front of a class as me, right? you know, as putting forth what I know. But if I thought to myself, if I'm putting forth what what has helped me, you know, just trying to share what has helped me in the yoga, that's how I could stand up in front of the class. And that's still how I do stand up in front of the class because I feel as an imposter as much as anyone, you know. We're all imposters in life trying to play a role or an ego in a way, right? So 
you know, I still use that technique to this day, you know, just sharing what I know, what's helped me with the way I do things, the way that has worked for me and just saying, well, you know, this is one way, this is my way, you know, and perhaps you could find bits of this way or, you know, or all of this way that works for you. Right. And so with a free open hand and not, not trying to convert people to my way, but just saying, you know, the, these are possibilities from my years of practice that have really helped me. So maybe they would help you. Maybe they wouldn't help you, in which case you're free to leave, you know, and I don't think it's the best way, but maybe it's a way that works for you. Yep. So this kind of mentality, you know, if you get the attitude in your head right, then that's conveyed into the attitude that you teach with as well and the attitude in which you stand up in front of the class. And that, you know, really takes the pressure off. So you're no longer trying to be the yoga teacher. You're just, you know, which is, you know, is putting yourself up as a target. You're just trying to share, you know, share what is such a powerful system and you know it you've experienced it personally and you're trying to get people into it and encourage them and, and and make them comfortable in terms of don't you know help them not to injure themselves because injury is the first reason why people quit you know so you know in that in that mentality in that perspective that keeps you going yeah and then other than that to repeat you need a mentor like try try and find a teacher you know or a community of people who just have your back, you know, who you can talk to, who, you know, who you feel supported by. So you're not so on your own in this, you know, because you can easily feel like that. Right? Anyway, I mean, there are challenges, but obviously they're huge, huge benefits as well. And hearing the benefit that you've had in other people's lives, you know, that always keeps you going um, and connecting to people in such a way that is nice and pleasant and, you know, connects you to so many different people that you'd never usually connect to perhaps and bring all these different people together that are from all different walks of life and you know that's that's you know it's a wonderful opportunity and honor to to be teaching yoga so don't get me wrong you know I, I feel that way but you know it's also useful to acknowledge the difficulties so so they don't become overwhelming you know and so we can deal with them you know bring them to light so hope you enjoy that um a little little reflection there um and as always if you've got any contributions or thoughts or ideas on the back of that uh whether agreeing or denying or <laughs> criticizing what i've said i don't mind this is the whole point is just just for the sake of helping us share together and uh, and grow and share together because you know in hearing different people's ideas and, and tolerating them you know and you know we we all benefit from that right so <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed it and let me know your thoughts. Bye for now.